Okay, my next guest is uh, Ben Pollard. He's a long-time friend of mine. I've known him since 2011. We used to go to the same school. And uh, he's really into music like me. Good friend. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy his podcast. Uh, I had good fun making it. So without further ado, please welcome Ben Pollard. It was called Riff Rap. And there I think you have the essential difference between us and the rest of the world. Anything. Talk about anything. Yeah, you can bring anything up. Um, <laughs> no names, but you can bring anything up. And I'll happily discuss in a formal manner. In a formal manner. Would I swear, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel so hard. <laughs> just, just coming on to a podcast, just basically just make a podcast for the sole reason of swearing. Yeah, I think that that's actually ideal. You know, yeah. if you had a podcast that all you did was like speak, but with a lot of swearing and a lot of lewdness and most politically, I mean, Joe Rogan, like that's, he's done it because he's controversy. Like he just gets controversial people or yeah. does controversial things um, that you shouldn't do. Like, you could say swearing is controversial, but yeah. Yeah, like, or getting, like, Elon Musk smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> smoke weed on Joe Rogan. Get but. Elon Musk smoke weed on Joe Rogan. That was funny. That was uh, very funny. That was the only Joe Rogan um, podcast. I'm not really a big podcast man. That's the only um, podcast I've ever, um, like, watched to entirety. Yeah? yeah? Not a big podcast fan. Nah, I, I like... I listen to some tech podcasts because it's my... Like, I just... Uh, I enjoy understanding mm. like what's going on. Hey, you know one of my lecturers, um, Jubilee Campus, has like five hundred k subscribers on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah. Well, every you know, everything computers or something. Do oh, really? I don't know that. But do you know Computer File and Number File yeah. on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are the computer science people. And nothing. They're not in. Yeah. Really? So they're they're the these the those two YouTube channels are linked up. Computer File is in Nottingham. All oh, the guys, I I see them all the time in my in my uh, mm. in my block. I was really surprised as well, like that um, YouTuber lecturer, uh, Martin Polyakov. Apparently, a lot of chemistry students come here so that they can one day be taught by him. Really? You know, the guy who does like the periodic table yeah, videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, a lot of people come here. Just, just for that? Yeah. Just just so that one day they, they can meet him. That's so stupid. I love that people that people's priorities are on, oh, let me get to good universities. Oh, no, I want to go get a good lecturer that actually will teach me something. No, you don't know your lecturers, and this guy probably won't teach you anything. Like, he's probably just... <laughs> Does PhD or something, yeah, or exactly. research, yeah. But this is a problem with lecturers uh, in, in, in all universities. This is why I don't go to my lectures anymore. Because um, none of them know how to teach. Like, they're all smart people. In my mm. opinion, they're all really smart people, and I have a lot of respect for them. And um, one-on-one, I've got loads of time for anyone who's intelligent and willing to, like, tell me things and teach me things. Um but they just can't teach the groups of people. Like, I can't sit down and listen to these people, like, discuss computational maths or something like that. Mm. And, and because they think it's super simple. They, they, because they're obviously smart guys, they assume that it's very simple and that we should be able to do it, no problem. But for someone like me, who never did maths at school really at a high level, um, it's really hard and I need to, like, catch up and stuff. But, like, literally my maths lecture just goes... Oh, this is super easy. This bit's super easy. Yeah, horse triples piss easy. Like nah. horse triple. Yeah, horse triple. Okay, uh, don't want to get into it. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know much about it anymore. We did it last year for the for an exam, but it's a yeah. type of maths to prove. It's like proof theorems and stuff. It's really trust trust the math guys to name it horse triple. Yeah, uh, it's a guy called Hor. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's created by a guy <laughs> called Mister Hor. <Hall. laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you just get drunk in a club and then. 
you know, your, your, your vision goes a bit blurry and then the horse triple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's when you hit the horse triples, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, there's some weird maths things. You never re- you don't know how much there is to learn until you get to, like, a point where they teach you the advanced stuff. Because mm. you, know, you learn all the simple stuff at school and you think, wow, this is really cool, I'm quite a smart person. And then you get into university doing any kind of engineering science degree, like, and, and they chuck you with maths, and you're like, what? You can you can work out how tense how how um, how taut a, a a piece of rubber is just by measuring its like I don't know its fucking cube level or something I don't know <laughs> but like you can literally like work out everything just by um, breaking it down into like these smaller steps and stuff and then it makes these massive equations so it's crazy I don't yeah know. so um, for those of you listed. Um, Ben and I used to go to the same secondary school, oh. um, and uh, but you know you speak about university and and things before the podcast. And is is there anything that you miss uh, about about school? Oh, obviously, I miss our friendship and how how much it blossomed. Yeah, <laughs> Ben and I are very very close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big big pals. Big big pals, especially the early years. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ben and I um, were actually cl- quite close friends. Mate, I was we were. Uh, yeah, I no, your best friend. Yeah, best year friend. seven and year eight, I think. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, because I remember, uh, he, he's probably gonna listen to it, so he won't like this. But um, Mr. Jacob Tor being a bit uh, jealous about our our friendship. Was he actually? I never I knew that. So. I think so. Really? Yeah, because we were so close. We start beef now. <laughs> but then I think that uh, in year nine, that sort of fell apart. I think, I think it fell apart because we had um, Ben and I had a had a little scruffle. In a MS one, oh, yeah. um, over a girl, yeah. and um, I, I, we may or may not have fallen together over a drum kit. <laughs> I may or may not have pushed him into a drum kit, and then he tripped over like a chair, and I thought I was really hard by pushing him over, but then he drags me down with him, and I fall down as well. It's quite jokes. Um, no, we went we, like it just shows that like people can change and like. You know, just because yeah, I was always cool, and, and you became a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> or, or you were a dickhead, and then I became a dickhead, and then we realised because we're both dickheads, we can be friends with each other now. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But you, you, you were definitely a lot cooler than me at school. I, don't, I, I would say that. I, I was. I thought I was a massive nerd. Yeah, but you, 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 you were friendly with people. You were cool with people. Yeah, but I was a bit of a socialite. But like those people that I was friends with weren't really friends with me. Perception of my early time in, in Hot Girl was that there was a lot of friends that I had that I realised now weren't really friends. You were well liked, but you weren't necessarily friends with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in school, I'd hang out with them, but I'd never see them outside. I'd never talk to them. Like, and there's only two people I think that I still talk to um, from that like generation of friends. Um, what from the year seven to year eleven? Yeah, and they weren't even in that same friend group. One of them was the previous person you had on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and the other one is his friend. Yeah. My friend as well, like Luke Richards, which I still get in contact with very so often. But like, that's just the way it is, isn't it? Like, oh, I wanted to say this actually. This is quite funny. Um, uh, Luke, if you're listening to this podcast, Dorito. Um, I have absolute Dorito. I have a message request from you, uh, dating back to two thousand and fourteen that I saw the other day. Um, what that that just said hey, on on Facebook, and um, I was really tempted to reply, 
but I was going to leave it another five years and then just reply. Um, let, let me see if I, yeah. Hey, um, 2016. 2016? <laughs> That's four years ago. That's so random. Hey, <laughs> and I never, I never received the message, but um, in 2026, Luke, if you get a message from me saying, hey, back, um, <laughs> I just thought. Do you ever it's like, look back on your messages? Do you ever like read? Like I know people like read mm. back like their close messages, but have you ever like gone to someone that you were friends with and you knew you talked to loads and just scrolled all the way back to like twenty eleven? Like that shit is funny. Some of the stuff that people we said when we were younger, man. Like I've got to be honest. Yesterday, I went on Facebook and I typed in. I was looking for a message. So I typed in a, a word like help or contract or something I can't remember the exact word I typed in but I found some messages from about 2011 and I was reading them and I was like fuck me like, I, fully cringing uh, uh, the way I was yeah. you know well, I, I've got but even just even just like the stuff that oh. I just know I was so like it was the generic it's, hey hey what you what you up to nothing much you but it worked and it, no it didn't work because we no? just stopped talking no I was useless at girl, with girls man I was useless I'm not going to name who but I once went around a girl's house and we were talking for the whole summer this was in year 10 or year 11 or something uh, we were talking for the whole summer but we never really met up or anything like that the first time we met up I went back to her place empty house and stuff ideal situation you know perfect Minecraft no, 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 we put on a movie and I just never ever made a move. And I tried to, and like, it was too much. And she was like, whoa, mate, chill. Like, I was really bad at like girl stuff, like, really bad. Um, it took me a while. That's surprising. Still, yeah, I mean, I was. The thing is, I'm confident until, until like. Until, until you have to make until the Until I'm not confident, and then I'm fully out of it. The second that, like, I have a one bit of doubt that something won't go well, I'll be like, okay, hey, never mind, let's just not do it. That's why I do computer science and not music. Because mm. I had a shadow of doubt that the music career won't go, so fuck it, let's do a science instead. Yeah. That means I'll get some money. Yeah, no, I I, I think that as you say, you look back on some of those messages, and um, I, I I don't want to go back because I think that if I were to read back to messages that I sent to certain girls, uh, some of which some of which I dated, <laughs> and um, I think Ben knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think that it would just be fucking cringy. It is really cringy. I've I've looked back on one. I, there was one girl in in year eleven who had a lot of messages with. Um, uh, yeah, and she, that that's a whole like uh, it's just not fun to read back on it. Like I do it sometimes. Like for, like if I'm just on my laptop or something like that, and and I'm just trying to find a message, like you say, like if I'm searching for a message or something like that, I'm just like oh. <laughs> this is from 2011. Let's scroll back all the way and see what. Mm. I find it funny. Like I find it quite funny to to see how I used to be. Like mm. it is, it's 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 quite a testament of what what we've become now. You what know? we've become, yeah. <laughs> yeah <'cause laughs> like, oh hi. We we please touch my knob. Uh, please please. <laughs> and then to uh, to um well some of us still. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's it's one of those things. Like it's not just embarrassing messages. It's also em embarrassing things that I did at school. Um, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. even 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 with girls or even just with people. So I remember uh, this is possibly one of the most embarrassing things. Well, it's, it's not embarrassing because I think I was being cool. But um, for my oh, were you there for my fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth birthday? No. So so I invited like loads, like I don't know, eight people. 
which is loads of people. Yeah. Went, like a squad eh? Oh, I remember this because I remember. Oh shit. Do you know what I'm about to say? No, I don't know. What you're, oh, maybe I do know what I'm about to say, but I remember not being invited. Oh, I'm remember, sorry, Ben. No, 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 it's cool. We weren't friends at the time, but I remember not being invited and being like, oh, they're all going to be there and, I'm, and you've got a chance with a girl and I can't have it. <laughs> yeah, so it was me and uh, basically I didn't really want to go to watch this film. Uh, disclaimer, the film is called Twilight um, <laughs> because basically I invited like four girls, four boys and the girls picked the film and because I just wanted to uh, have my first kiss with this girl, I, um, I didn't care about what the film was. Um, I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> um, and it was we were watching Twilight, and um, there's a little, there's a lot of lip biting uh, in um, Twilight. And I thought it would be cool if I did the same thing to her, <laughs> and then she started bleeding <laughs> and went to the went to the toilet. But it's okay. I date, dated her for six months. Yeah. Later, I, it worked. I also dated her for three months, if you count that. Well, <laughs> at the start, like right at the start. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that counts. No, I, I, B- I don't, BBM BBM messaging. I didn't even have a B- <laughs> I didn't have a BlackBerry. I had a little fucking like shit. Yeah. One of those fake BlackBerrys that still had the touchpad. Um, and I actually, you know, I dug up my BlackBerry the other day. Did you? And did I, you plugged, s- I plugged it in, and the messages are still there. Oh my god. And um, so if if anyone's listening, they want to read them. Um, let me know because <laughs> like, that's proper weird that's proper old school yeah the video was I, I remember everyone was so cool with it and stuff I never had it I, was, I didn't fall into the craze but I remember when one of our friends um, I think you dated her as well she like probably like secondary school dated um, she had a Blackberry I think and then the new iPhone came out or something and she literally oh, threw her Blackberry on the yeah can we move on in conclusion school was weird <laughs> in conclusion school was weird but looking back there's happy memories as well oh yeah definitely definitely yeah. I miss it I miss I miss like do you miss school more than do you prefer school to uni uh, I prefer I prefer the social aspect of sit form more to uni because everyone was a bit close like I don't know half the I don't know anyone on my course really mm. like I don't really like my group of friends here is quite big but like they're all yeah. separate so uh, didn't I didn't really have any friends in sixth form you didn't no yeah Tom Tom yeah yeah that was about it though yeah I, mean, I didn't have any friends in year 11 yeah <laughs> to be honest I didn't have any friends in year 11 year 12 year 13 oh mate <laughs> it was a bit peak no, but you've blossomed in, in in uni. Like anyone who anyone who sees you now at university would never guess that you went through a pretty hard time during school because you did go through a pretty hard time. Yeah. Like there was a lot of shit given to you and stuff that you probably shouldn't have gotten. Um, some of it you might have like not to the extent at least like people just over traumatized everything. Um, but I think. I think that's how you become a better person, really. Like, yeah, you, as you I come said, here, with, you come here with confidence. James, as I said to James, like it, it made me the person I was. So, like in year ten, I think also academically, I was going to down two paths. It it it, it was like a, a fork, like you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it 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 could have gone down either two paths, and I think that the whole situation in year ten, and uh, me being like the black sheep, it it made me realise that I really didn't give a fuck about what other people were saying about me. And it just meant that I just started working hard, because mm. I I went from like D's to A's and B's. Yeah. Uh, because like I I literally didn't have many friends and I just I just stuck to work, but um and I think that looking back at other people who say the piss out of me, 
Um, I think one of you is a bin man. Uh, that's, what, that's what I've heard. Uh, so suck your mum. And those of you who don't know, you can just go on a quick Facebook search and, and you'll find out who they are. They also uh, sexually harassed most of my people. Oh, in the mate, year. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. That's not true. <laughs> he was just, yeah. yeah I'm going to have to cut that out, but. Yeah, probably. He did have a fucking, like, thumb shaped cock. <laughs> Apparently. You know, one of my favourite stories, I, I don't even care, I'm going to say this on the podcast. One, one, of my, one of my favourite stories about this person who. Um, <laughs> I know exactly. So there's, so there's, you talking about the elbow. Uh, no, but I could bring it up as oh. well with, with, with uh, Becca. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's two stories. So basically, this person who. Um, so as I said, uh, it, um, I fell out with a lot of people in oh, year 10, no. and, and, and it made me the person I am today. It meant I focused properly on work. And. Um, I got, but I, I think I got bullied. Yeah, I got. I'd say I got bullied a bit in year eleven by some people who uh, thought that I wasn't going to amount to anything. Um, but look at me now. Look, look at me now and look at you. That's that's what I'm going to say. Don't want to be a bit, don't want to be a bit cocky. But anyway, wh- one of these people who uh, who had a hatred for me, um, se- sexually assaulted a, a lot of people and se- no, no, sex no, se- no, no, no. sex sex sexually harassed. If you're actually going to legit put this in the podcast, he didn't sexually harass anyone, but he was very forward with the way that okay. he did things. There we are. He was very forward with everything that he did, and because we were young and we didn't really understand how all this shit works, like he assumed that people wanted stuff that they didn't want, so he would just yeah. He was forward. He wouldn't. I wouldn't call it sexually harassing because that is quite a big term. That okay, you know, like, I would just say. Send unsolicited penis pictures. How does that sound? Uh, yeah, that sounds like he's sexually harassed. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Okay, I'm going to give this story. And it's up to the listener to make up your mind. Yeah, you choose. You choose. Yeah. So um, in Bishop Salford, nice small town, there's a, there's a subway. And uh, <laughs> me and three other friends, we go to the subway. Uh, because sometimes the school dinner food was a bit ranky. Um, and the way that it works, anyone from Swartford knows that you have to walk past these tables by the window and come back and then, you know how Subway works, you get your bread, you get, you get your filling and you get your, your vegetable. So here, uh, my three friends, we've all got, we've all got our, our sandwiches, shout out Meatball Mariana uh, Subway, and we sit down and this person um, sit, goes and to buy their subway too, and as they go there, uh, they're putting all the um, different veg on their subway, and one of the girls on the right-hand corner shouts, "It looked like a mushroom," which I think is very, very funny, seeing as he was in the fruit and veg section. You know, fair play to her, um, and he went as bright as a tomato. And uh, we we came he, he came back and we go oh what what happened why why did she, what looks like a tomato mushroom uh, uh, a mushroom <laughs> what what looks like a mushroom and he says oh you see that girl over there I sent her an unsolicited dick pic of my unshaven flaccid penis that's the thing he used to do didn't he he used to send pictures of his flaccid yeah. penis he didn't even he didn't even put the effort in to get <laughs> 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 didn't even 
try, man. You're going to send an unsolicited infant. At least get hard. <laughs> at least put some effort in. Shave it up. Maybe give it a nice trim. Maybe yeah. some plaits on it. Bit of angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. get some angles. Don't just like do the classic. You know. What do you put? Do you put emojis next to it? You know, like. I don't think. I little, don't, little. Uh, I don't think. Pur- I purple pickle. I don't want to talk about my dick pics that I may or may not have sent him. But it, it all like, have you watched that? episode of Blue Mountain State with the dick pics. Do you watch Blue Mountain State? No, no, no. It's a TV show like about American football, like um, college boys. Um, and there's this really funny one where uh, the guy, the, the, the mascot, basically, who's really, friends, really good friends with the quarterback, sends dick pics to every single girl in his contact book and boy um, every single morning. And then there's like this whole, the whole TV, the whole episode is... Um, is like along the lines of how to send a perfect dick pic and stuff and like it's not you don't want to just send one like like you want to send one that she's thinking of that you're thinking about her and like that you right angles and everything like that mm. and stuff and there's a whole thing and the, all these guys are sending dick pics and stuff it's really funny so if you ever received an amazing dick pic from Ben Pollard you know why no, I mean, I watched this like a couple of years ago. Like, I don't think I've sent a dick pic in a very long. Uh, that's a very secondary. Like, there, there comes a point. There comes a point where if you're gonna do that, you might as well just meet up with a person and just like do that instead. You know, mm. like, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, I've got a girlfriend now, so I don't need to send dick pics to anyone. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the best thing about it, about having a girlfriend. No more dick pics. No more dick pics. <laughs> yes! I'm out! <laughs> yeah, um, that is weird. Uh, well, f- thank you for talking about dicks. Yeah, dicks well, I do um, love talking about dicks, apparently. According to... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. If, if, you want, if you want to talk about it... I don't want to talk about it. You are more than welcome to. I was to. expecting you to bring it up, but I'm happy you haven't. Anyway, music. What kind of music do you like? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Ben and I, we, we, we have a similar music taste in some aspects and we have very different music tastes in others. So um, I'd say that I, I have quite a strange music taste. I can listen to most things, whereas I feel like Ben, although you like some pop, you're more into indie rock. Um, I wouldn't say indie, but yeah. Like that type of music. Well, I, I do. So Guitar-based, I'd, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I like guitar-based things. Um, I, I, thought, like, I thought you were into like Arctic Monkeys and things as well, no? They're like a bit indie. Really. You used to be then. I, I, not really. Gorillas. I, I, like, I no? like two Arctic Monkey songs, I think. I like Gorillas. No, fuck. Muse. Muse. I like That's Muse, indie, isn't that's it? That's not indie, mate. Is it not? That's alt rock. That's definitely alternative. Um, okay. Uh, alternative rock and indie. I thought they were no, pretty no, much No, no. It's the same like the 1975 and all that nonsense. The guys who play like seven different guitars and ha- harmonise on all of them. What is indie? Yeah, I class that as indie. I thought indie was like Smiths. Smiths is indie and The Cure. Really? Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah. Two Door Cinema Club is definitely indie, but I thought Nine Seventy Five is pretty indie. I mean, I'm just thinking about it because all the girls. The girls it's independent music. Girls. It's what it stands for. Yeah, but like. It's what it means. Independent music. All right, all right. Okay. Well, sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah. I was arguing over terms, but yeah, yeah. So, um, I did this with um, James on the podcast, and we yeah. spoke about his favorite tracks. Um, do do you have Desert Island Disc? Do yeah, Desert Island Disc. Do do you have a what's your favorite album of twenty nineteen? Do you have one? Of twenty nineteen, oh gosh. Let me check if it was released on twenty nineteen. It's a, it's a, it's a prog rock album, um, by a band called Thank You Scientist. Um, actually, I'm just uh, for those of you who don't know, that's quite funny because um, Ben's dad was also a scientist. It it's, it's it's a scientist. Uh, he's still alive. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. 
2019. So it's an album called Terraformer by a band called Thank You Scientist. And it's basically very confusing, stupid music. Like, it, it's really good. Like, I fucking love it. And it's just like, there's a feeling of satisfaction when you listen to it and you understand what's going on. So you have to listen to it like a thousand times to really like gauge it. The second you do, and the second you can start humming along to it, you're like, whoa, this is sick. You know? So what's, what's so good about it? Is it, um, is it the, the, just the melody and the, and the beats and how well, yeah, it's the way that, It's the way that it's created. So it's a seven piece band, I think. A seven piece. Um, any, any vocals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Vo- so it's got drummer, bassist, guitarist, singer, violinist, Saxophonist, saxophonist, sorry. Saxophonist. Um, is it six person? It might be six person then. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a six person band, six piece band. But um, yeah, and then the guy, they all play a variety of instruments as well, um, and it's just really. And it's, oh, it's no, it's no well. like synth as well, like in the background. It's just all yeah, pure. Yeah, there, there's synthy stuff as well. There is synthy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the guitars put effects on that make synthesizers. Mm, I wasn't sure if it, if they were going for that um, natural sound or for that uh, synthetic. No, it's very confused. Like it's very complicated stuff. So there's some synth in there as well. Um, is it beats that fuck with you a bit, that, a bit off time as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Yeah, yeah. So they do like songs in seven, songs in five. They're, mm. they're like, that. Well, they do songs in seven that switch to five, that switch to six, and then go back to seven, and then go into eight because every music has to resolve in some way. So it goes, so they finally end on a nice note. But yeah, it's really, like, I went to see them live in Nottingham actually with, yeah. um, with Rob. Where, where did they set out? Did they set out? Did they, where, did, where they were they played playing? They played at the Alberts. You know, Royal Albert Hall. No, no, no. Oh, here. fuck the um, yeah, the little bar. The yeah, the pub, the pub with uh, Einstein's face yeah, on it. Yeah, that's Royal City. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know why it's got Einstein's face on it? Because it's called Albert's. No. Okay. Well, that what? Yes. <laughs> but there's a reason, and I only found out about this the other day. Uh, it's because Albert Einstein gave a lecture at University of Nottingham. Oh really? And there's a blackboard in the Department of Physics signed by Einstein with his uh, lecture notes on there. No way. Yeah, okay, so if, cool. if, if you're ever uh, bored in the physics department, um, cool. go in and, and you can you can have a look at it. I love Albie. But apparently it was a fucking disaster of a lecture because he couldn't speak any English. Um, <laughs> so he came, he came, he gave a lecture in German and they had all these uh, physicists and the university thought it'd be a good idea to get all the German students who were studying German as well in a room so that Germans could understand the German and then the uh, translates to the physics because understand the physics. But the Germans wouldn't be able to understand the physics. <laughs> so they that is so stupid. And oh, apparently, that's smart. Oh, apparently yeah. like only one person in the room understood what's going on. That's really funny. Yeah. Bar Einstein himself, yeah, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but like you could teach. You could if you just write on the blackboard, people could just read it and be like, if you if you're in German, not no physicists. If you write the maths. Oh yeah, yeah, fair, like, fair. Just the maths, people would un- like they they try to understand it at least. But that's stupid. Like, why would you get a? I, I thought Einstein needed knew a bit of English, at least enough to speak it. So. That's the word on the street. Okay, if, fair if, enough. If uh, if you're on campus oh, and you hear about Einstein, uh, yeah, you can that's just, cool. just type it in. But yeah, yesterday I I went um, I don't know why, but I, I was doing work and playing video games at the same time, trying to multitask. So I had I had music on, trying to get me pumped. Mm. So yesterday I was listening to like funk and obscure funk music 
As in Brazilian funk or both? Yeah, mix of both. Um, and then and then literally five seconds later, when I got my guitar out, I started playing rock and metal and stuff like that. Mm. And then as I went to have a shower, I put on classical music and um, like Debussy and and uh, Chopin and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I listened to like in my free time. I know everyone says oh, I listen to everything. When mm. it comes down to music, it's always worth. Like yeah. trying to find new things that you like. Yeah, that's one of my favourite things. I, I think that I'm very similar to you in the fact that I listen to many different uh, genres from many different ages. I don't necessarily listen to classical music. Um, and I'm not a big fan of having... Um, well, I'm a big fan of having music on when I'm working. However, it has to be new music. And it has to be um, like weird, mellow music. And I have to have never heard it before. Or like, if, if I basically, if I know the lyrics... It will distract me. Oh really? Yeah. I'm the opposite because if I if if I'm listening to new music, I listen to all like I I have that my my cousin said it quite well. Whenever I'm in any situation, if there's music on in the background, a bit of my attention is always on the music. So if I'm working, I'm always got an ear for the music. If it's something I know, then I don't need to think about it as much. But if it's something I don't know, I'm listening to it and trying to work out what's going on in the song. Oh really? So I think about all like like. Not as much as professional musicians, but I like to think that I, I understand the theory about what's going on in the music mm. and, and like the, the um, tension and release that's going on and stuff. And oh, I, I listen to it way more. more. Way more intensely. Way more intensely. That's crazy, yeah. because I, I'm the opposite. So with songs that I know and songs that I know the lyrics to, um, if I'm working, it will really, really distract me. That I've got, I don't know, the Smiths or the Beatles on in the background, it will really, really distract me. So I have to find... Uh, I used to listen to Leon Bridges when I was working as well. He's, he's a fantastic artist from Texas. Um, got incredible voice. But if so, what? But what I have to do is I have to find something, and it's usually with no like with um, background noises. Uh, um, what they call like lands landscape uh, field recordings and things yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. and like um, like really weird like mellow things in the background. Cause, Very Jacob Collier style. Yeah, Collier, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and things like that. Uh, I'm li- recently listened to a group called uh, Kurunagabin. They're re- really good as well. Oh, nice. That's just like um, I think it's just like weird like sitar music and things like that. That's oh, all right. cool. Yeah. But it's it's good when you when you want to have some some background. I use the word noise loosely, but music. Yeah. Um, without necessarily having to think about it. You ever thought about listening to techno? No, like no. Or, or Are you house? into techno? Yes. Yeah. I like. I like. Um, I like a couple of house guys, a couple of techno guys. Um, Follimore's pretty good. Follimore's this amazing set he did in Edinburgh. Um, it was an outdoor uh, D&B set or house set. I don't really know. These guys, like people who listen to all this stuff like properly get really um, defensive if you describe if you say it wrong. If you call it house when it's actually techno or or D&B when it's actually oh really yeah they get really defensive. I've got my one of my housemates like she loves techno and house and stuff. Um, and I said like, oh, this is really good house. I was like, what? It's techno, mate. Like, come on. So yeah, yeah. like it's which is fair enough. Um, but like he does a set and then he goes into Mamma Mia. Oh, um, like he's doing this whole thing and then midway through, he goes into one of these ABBA songs. I think it's Dancing Queen or something like that. Um, and it's just one of the most amazing drops that that I've ever listened to in techno. Like it just really? goes, yeah, because it goes into this ABBA thing, but then they put a beat behind it and stuff, and you don't realise that. What's it called? Says, so people can listen. Uh, Follimore Edinburgh. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I think it's on YouTube as well. Actually, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, if you put Fulhamore Edinburgh, I think it'll come up. Um, but it was fucking good set. If you listen to the whole thing, like he does like, a couple of South American songs and stuff and mixes it in like really interesting sound and vocals. So yeah, that that's pretty cool. But techno, I, I, I like listening to house, not techno really, when I'm working. Just house. Because um, you just hear a beat behind you and you're just like, it gives you like a rhythm to, to, to follow. Um, Mm. I would call it good music. I wouldn't call it. I like, think anything amazing, but I would call it something that gives you a, a, a rhythm and, and somewhere to work to. I think I can only really do that with like nineties techno music, like clubby music. Yeah. But because you know, like the famous ones, but the with, with the that's like synthetic house. Yeah, almost, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, Sorry, it's not house, but uh, like I know what you mean. I know club what music, mean. you know. Yeah. But then the thing is, is that they're so. They're almost melodies in your head. Yeah, that, um, exactly. Yeah. That don't necessarily have lyrics to them, but the actual like synth is 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 a or like the top line is definitely a very like melodic. So you don't need to. Yeah, it's really, it's really down to preference, really. What you what you like. I don't really like. I never get judgmental about what people listen to. Like if someone says, "Oh, I love listening to London Grime and stuff," that's fine. Like I don't listen to it personally. Yeah. Like, I don't like. But I it, think that but it's fine. Do your thing. Mm. Um, People get really, really defensive yeah. about music, and I don't understand that like perception. Like, I listen to what I listen to. You listen to what you listen to. Yeah, we'll be I think I think there's what what pisses me off is when people only listen to one genre and claim to have a really good music taste, and they go, "Oh yeah, I only listen to grime or or drill, and I know a lot about music." And you're like, "Well, you know." Yeah, listen, I, always, I listen, always go into people for that. Listen I, I to something else, you know. When people say, well, that's the one thing that gets me. Like, I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite now, but, like, when when people say that they listen to everything, and they go, oh, really? So, like, can you, like, what kind of artists and stuff? And they go, oh, this grime artist and this grime artist and this grime artist. I'm like, so you listen to grime? You, you yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine. Like, I, I listen to rock, you know? Yeah. I, I listen to the majority of things, but I listen to rock mainly. So I, when people ask me, I say, yeah, rock is, like, psychedelic rock, alternative rock. That's all the stuff that I like. But I never claim to listen to everything because it's just... It's unrealistic, like, and and I guess it's an easy cop out, you know. That's why I like, yeah. I like to call people out on it because it's an easy cop out to get out of a conversation or to get out of actually thinking. You know, what music do you like? Uh, I don't know everything, you know, as opposed mm. to actually thinking about the kind of music that you like and stuff. So. Yeah, and I don't care if my music pisses people off. Sometimes, like, I have an album that I really, really like that not many people like, and it's one of my favorite albums. And I often play it when I'm driving because it's amazing driving uh, music. And um, I I can play it sometimes, and it really gets on people's sits. What but it's it? so fun. It's called Surf Music by Paul Williams. <laughs> okay. And it's um, it's it? just like Australia, uh, New Zealand uh, comedian who uh, it's not even funny like the lyrics, what well, some of them are, but it's like weird, uh, like almost crazy frog vocals. It's not it's not crazy frog, but it's like it's like weird auto tune. <laughs> like he's he's auto tuning his vocals. He can sing, but not. He can't hit the high notes, and it's so funny. But I really enjoy it. And yeah. um, I mean, there's a, there's an artist that my friend showed me called I think it's like Mr. Oizo or something like that. And there's this French guy who's fucking good, but the music he makes is wrong. Like it's just <laughs> it's just really weird music. And and I haven't actually showed it to anyone yet because I'm waiting for the perfect moment because I want it, the reaction that someone's gonna get when they listen to it is like, this is music, and then they'll go. Ah, oh, this is music, and then I'll go. 
wait, what is this? Because <laughs> like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like, what, what's going on? It changes so much. It's a, like it, it's about to go into this really cool drop and, and like, resolve and, and give you this sense of satisfaction in music. Um, and then it just goes into something completely different. Uh, right? It just, like, goes into, like, just bubbles, and that's the whole song. It's <laughs> a bubble. I'm going to listen to it. it. It's really, <laughs> after this, I'll, I'll play a couple of tracks. Or I'll see your reaction. Um, you'll be the first one that I, I what a blessing. react to. Uh, what's your favourite album this year? Favourite album of uh, 2019? Not 2019, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't say favourite, but I knew it was going to win loads of Grammys, uh, was Billie Eilish. I knew that, that when I first heard Bad Guy and I listened to the album, I knew it was going to win. Is, I one, knew, is that the one that goes... N- uh, oh, no, that's a different... That's, that's a completely a, different song. That's uh, Tom Zanetti, that is. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clearly, I don't listen to any of this shit. No, no, so I listened to that. She's uh, going to sing the new Bond film. I... Um, uh, yeah. I mentioned that on James' podcast. So yeah, when I listened to that, I knew she was going to win. Uh, I knew she was going to win Grammys because uh, it's it's a really like mainstream but weird alternative album. Um, I if you're talking rap, I really enjoyed uh, Dave's Psychodrama. I thought that was a uh, quite a good album, uh, especially for someone who hasn't released much albums and he's only nineteen years old. Um, I think that this year you had. Um, I was I was a bit disappointed by if you're talking rap. I was disappointed by Skepta's album. I thought that it wasn't as good as Konichiwa. There were a few good tracks on there, but um, I, but I really liked. I think that my favorite album. I was trying to think about it. It might be. Um, I really like Slow Tight's album, but I don't. I don't think Slow Tight would would. Basically, it's weird because I don't really have a favorite album. I, I'd say Dave is probably my favorite album. But the thing is, is that if there were a perfect album to be released right now, I think that the music scene is craving it, and it's slow tie um, meets punk music. I don't know if you've heard Doorman and no. uh, Deal with It. Um, they're two massive songs at the moment. If slow tie were to with Muramasa, it, uh, both songs with Muramasa, and he were if he were to make this. Um, grime punk album I think it would fly off the shelves it's so good um, it's interesting what you define as punk no it's it's him rapping over over guitar punk punky tracks like they sound like Sex Pistols really and like um, things like, I think you really enjoy it I might be into that yeah because I do listen to some rap but like I've got a ve- I've got a rap playlist that I've kind of had for the past two years I haven't really added to um, yeah. Like, and I've added a couple of like weird Mancunian ones that my friend uh, at the Royal College of Music, where it's called the Manchester Music College, um, he's got some friends who have albums and stuff. So with with rap in it, but I don't really listen to much. Um, but that sounds actually like interesting. It's really actually cool. Sounds quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's rock punk rap. Yeah, it's that, really good. Cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's only got two songs that. I like that uh, doorman and slow tie, and you listen to them and you think, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" Like it, it sounds, it, it sounds like nothing you've ever heard before. And I think that, um, like, I'd really want an album like that to come out. I think it'd be really cool. Oh, nice. I, um, I don't know what I'm waiting for now for music. Like, I think, I think I'm just it, I'm living off I'm living off what's good, like what's currently good. Like, what's your favorite album of all time? Oh, because mine's easy. Oh, Beatles. Yeah. Maybe, right. 
Mine's Abbey Road. Abbey Road, I was, yeah, okay. Closely followed by Revolver. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect, yeah, I remember you, like, years ago, um, asking me, because you, you knew that I was, I liked Beatles as well, and you were like, oh, what's your favourite album? Or something like that. Oh, I think it was you, yeah. And, and I said, um, Sergeant Peppers or something like that, and you're like, oh, my God. Why would you say that? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, if you're a real Beatles fan, you, you know that number one is that we rode up a two's revolver, man. Come on, get to it. Side Peps like, is good, though. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, it's yeah. not... It's top three. Uh, there are a few good tracks on there. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. think it's a bit weird, like, that Benefit Mr. Kite segment, and it, it's not for me. It's, it's the classic when you get too fucked and you start making yeah. music that's too fucked up. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of Beatles fans like the White Album. That's not for me though. Yeah, I don't really it's like It's a bit too album. weird. Yeah. No, I'd say my favourite two albums of all time Abbey Road by the Beatles and The Queen Is Dead by the Smiths. Nice. I think for me. Oh, I mean, okay, number one is always going to be Pink Floyd's. I knew you were going to say the that. The Wall. Um, I, thought, quite I, I thought you were going to say uh, Dark Side of the Moon. See. That's the thing. Dark Side of the Moon is like the common like one, but I've never really been that into. I, I think I, that, I'm into it a lot. But um, like, uh, one of our teachers and a sort of mutual friend, um, who's to teach graphic design, he he often says to me that his favorite album is Dark Side. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and we've had discussions about this <laughs> a long, long. And I think I, I think the other tech teacher as well is also a massive Floyd fan, and that's his favorite album. As yeah. Well. So with that, or is it or is it ACDC? It's ACDC. ACDC. He, he prefers ACDC, which is fair. Um, I the thing is, it's between like the wall is always going to be my favorite album because of like what it, what it kind of, me like it, it's the reason that I've gotten into the music that I'm into and the mm. reason that I play guitar. Um, Comfortably Numb was the first solo I ever learned on the guitar. Mm. I learned it on a classical guitar, so you know like the the ones with, like the plastic strings, the nylon strings. Mm. Um, and playing a solo on that thing, trying to bend the strings is like almost impossible if you ever try to play the guitar. Um. So, but I, ha- I didn't have an electric guitar, so that's the only way I could learn it. Um, eventually, I got to a stage where it sounded so crap, my parents bought me a guitar just to make it sound good <laughs> for Christmas or something like that. And I was like, okay, now I can make real music. Um, but yeah, that, that, that album just represents a lot, of, um, a lot of my life, I think. And like, reminds me of my dad and stuff. Mm. He's not dead, I swear. It sounds like he's dead. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll be missed, yeah, RIP. Legend. Uh, <laughs> Man. People love my dad more than me because right? he taught at our school. I think that the only reason uh, Ben Pollard is popular is because of his dad. If anything, your your dad made you made you cool. Yeah, but my dad also made me meant that I didn't get like it. You know, because my dad was in school, even though I did get in quite a lot of trouble a lot of the time, I would have got in so much more trouble. Like when I was in my primary school and um my, when he wasn't there, I was like, I remember one of the worst things I did was climb onto the roof of one of the changing rooms with my skateboard um and it was like one of those flat roofs and i was doing like tricks on the on the, on the skateboard and then uh and then the teacher saw me so we decided to jump down and i jumped on this i tried to jump and land on the skateboard because i thought that was cool um, and everyone was telling me to do it and stuff um because social influence um yeah and then i did it and broke my skateboard and got in a lot of trouble um but if it wasn't like my dad tamed me down just from being there like the first time I got in trouble I had to explain to my dad why I got attention like I realised oh shit like if I'm gonna get in trouble it's gotta be for things that matter but by the end of it I was getting like Saturday detentions and I was like dad I got some Saturday detentions like what have you done I mean I swore at a kid 
all right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just gonna stay late now. And it was, yeah, he he tamed me down. But everyone everyone likes him. Everyone always asks. Like when I go back to school, the, the, before they ask how I am, and I, I brought it so, up, they, they say, "How's your dad doing in Dubai?" Uh, like, I'm going my going? own fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly, uh-huh. man. Talk like, to me. I've got problems. I've got shit going on. Like I'll tell you if you're willing to listen. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, yeah. But yeah, that album. That's the that's comes from my dad, okay. completely, um, cool. and Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd my favorite band, um, even though it sounds generic and stuff like I love like even their first album so the one they released in nineteen sixty seven, Piper at the Gates of Dawn mm-hmm. when they had Sid Barrett at the time, um, that album is so weird you know Interstellar Overdrive. No. Is that really oh, you, you, I think you'd like it. It's very weird. It's like okay. psych- it's proper psychedelic. Um, but very good and they have all these like weird songs in the album and they've got a song called Bike which is hilarious like it makes you laugh like not many songs can make you laugh yeah. um, but yeah he's it, it's, a, it's a good album and it's kind of just sad how the band died but yeah that's probably my favourite album yeah. of all time and maybe I can't think of another maybe Muse yeah I knew you were a big fan but Nah, I've kind of. There's a lot of good albums, you know. I could I could go so on many for fucking albums. hours about like when it comes down to rock. If anyone's interested in rock, I could, I could do it for four hours. Yeah, album just DM Ben, <laughs> and I'll send you a list of albums that are good. You know, Jet. Are you gonna be my girl? Are you gonna? No, be my girl? I don't think so. Maybe I know the single. You probably know the song. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that whole album. Right, everyone listens to Are You Gonna Be My Girl. It's a very mainstream song. Um, but there's so many other songs in that album that are just epic, like really good songs. There's a song about a, one of the artist's brothers who died, and it, who died, and it genuinely makes me cry every time I listen to it. Mm. And I don't cry like, I mean, I cry, but I don't cry very <laughs> easily like yeah. to a lot of things. But music somehow makes me cry more than anything else. It's it's interesting though that you say that uh, that you talk about music is one of the only things that makes you cry because I don't cry during films. I don't cry during music either, uh, but it's it's funny that it, music is one of those things that only lets you it like that unlocks that emotion within yeah, you. Yeah, it's weird. It's like music, films, nothing. I don't really cry. F- I, I think I cried to Shawshank Redemption, which is classic. my favorite film of classic. all time. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I cried to that maybe the first time I watched it because it was just very good. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've cried to a movie that I remember at least. I'm sure someone, I thought, I'm sure my sister will remember because she will always like hold me up in times I cry because she cries all the time. Um, but music, like literally yesterday, even, I think I, I had like a, a, a little cry. L- not like anything heavy, but like. Are you one of these people that puts, when you're in a slightly upset mood that you put something really no, dark and depressing no, no, on to no, yeah. really make yourself cry because some no. people really like a good cry and make themselves feel better afterwards no I naturally or some people when they're happy they put something really fucking happy on to make themselves even happier yeah I, I no I, I don't play music by mood like, so yesterday I was in a great mood like fantastic mood um, but the second I like it's a, it's a weird it's a weird feeling maybe Maybe it's maybe I overthink it, but when I play the guitar, I go to a different like I I think differently, like I'm in a different mental state, 
So I'm only thinking about the guitar and what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm a bedroom guitarist. Like I don't mm. go and play out with gigs and stuff. So the best I have is my room when I have my eyes shut and I pretend there's an audience. Of, and that sounds cringy, but you, like you, you pretend there's people listening to you and you, you fucking because that's what you. Like, I love doing that. I love playing in front of people. I love. Is that not something like, you want to do? Is that not why? Yeah, why why don't you look it. at gigs? Or? Oh, I just haven't found a band here in in, in Nottingham. If anyone's interested, hit me up. <laughs> like yeah. like I. The, Something I've worked Mattel, out. Mattel's plays guitar, you know. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Really, um, he's like really good. Something I've realised about about the about musicians that are really good that don't go into the music industry is we're all very big headed. If that makes, and I know that sounds like I'm just dissing myself and a bunch of other people, but like you think you're really good because but like obviously I know that I'm not really good because I've been to music college with my friends like I've studied there but I've been to see some mates there and I've listened to the stuff that they do and stuff it's amazing and I can't I can't fathom like how to do it mm. but when I speak to people who've played an instrument and stuff and I go oh wow you play the guitar oh babe pop on my guitar you can play what you want they say they play the guitar they, they chat all this shit about it and then they get on the guitar and they can play like three notes and I'm like well you can't really play the guitar then can you like mm. then it's just a bit shit because you think you can find someone like you, you could you think you could find a band really easily but um, most people that are really good at guitar at the level or are mu- really good at or music already have a band um, or either already have a band or or at music college studying music and mm. um, I was I've been told by a couple of people that I probably could have if I put more time and effort into it and I said that I was going to do it, I, sh- I probably could have gone to music college. Um, Would you have wanted to, do you think? No, because there's no money in it. And I'm a very money-orientated person. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, looking back at our school, we had a lot of talented musicians. Yeah. A lot. And uh, some of them have gone on to already make albums and uh, or uh, in like uh, prestigious like Guildhall and things like that. Yeah. Um, doing doing excellent music work. Who who would you say is the most talented, and who would you say is the most likely to make it? Because that that's two very different things. Just because you're I'm, talented doesn't mean you necessarily. Yeah, but I think I think it might. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's anyone else. Like, and the answer it's the same. It's the same person for both. Is uh, is it who I think it is? Who do you think it is? Rob. Yeah. 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 I think. I think. Um, maybe it's because I'm really close to him so I know what's going on in his life and I know that he's got things happening like he's got shit cooking mm. um, but like he, when it comes down to music no one has helped me more than him um, understand what I'm doing when it comes to guitar because like I, I taught myself pretty much everything um, like I did a grade but I didn't really care about it like I did, I literally just learned three songs and passed because it was rock school so you can pass really easily um, and then I ditched guitar for like four years or something like that and then I came back and started playing again and he really helped me because he was in my band in the band and um, who's in that band Sam Tatchell yeah I wasn't or... actually primarily in the band basically Rob we were there was a wedding gig um, that we had set up and I wasn't part of this band, the band at the time. And Rob, there was some like tension between Rob and Sam or some tension between someone or someone had something to do. Anyway, Rob left and Rob said, I don't want to do this gig, uh, find someone else. Um, and then- Rockstar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real cool, mate. <laughs> and then fucking, 
then Harry Croft, who was the singer, um, came to me in a German lesson and said, hey mate, do you want to play bass? And I was like, can I play a bit of guitar as well? I was like, yeah, sure. So I hopped on and we went quite well and, and we did that and then Rob came back and then we had a full band of two guitars, a bassist, a drummer, a singer, which was great. Um, we did one gig, I think, when all of us were together. It wasn't anything big, but like, he start like from I've seen him grow as a musician um, more than I've seen anyone, uh, and looking at him now like and what the stuff that he does you know he doesn't just do academic music like he's in the Royal Northern College but uh, he doesn't like he he has gigs and he has contacts and that's what all the music's about really um, oh, the industry is all about getting contacts and and showing that you're you're capable of doing like he he gets called up to do session music um or like just to play the bass like the day before something happens you know and he gets given the sheet music the day before um because he's trusted because people know that he can read the music he's an amazing sight reader like probably the best sight reader i've ever seen um and he can just read it and just go okay i know what i'm doing let's maybe funk it up a bit there at bar 26 and like that the one that i generally think will will go the distance of music like he, whatever perfect if he wants to become a rock star or whatever maybe that's because that's a lot of luck you know but if you want to become a session musician um a session bassist and, and do all this stuff like there's no doubt he'll be able to do that um we're like and be good you know like mm. very good and like there are people that, that could be successful as well like but when it comes down to it you you have to be musically trained like and this is like uh, to a broader point like anyone can make music nowadays you know like anyone can go on a computer download some free software and like, rap over or, like, it or free singer, yeah. something like that uh, create a really simple beat and rap over it you know that, yeah. that's not difficult to do you know and, and there's a lot of people doing it you know there's a lot of up and coming rappers and, and all that which is and like all I, it I takes have great is, respect all it takes is one hit yeah exactly and I've got great respect for anyone who's willing to put the effort and time into that stuff because I know how I, I've seen from friends and stuff how hard it is and I understand that it's like you, you see how many people going into it and how many people are actually successful you know um, like it does take talent and stuff so I don't think in my opinion I don't think people who create like who don't understand music uh, theoretically um, will go as far as people who understand like if that makes sense um, so that's why I think Rob will go like will also be more successful than someone who's creating lots of rap albums even though I'm not saying that they won't be successful they could be successful in different ways you know like the, 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 the guy who's making bedroom rap songs you know he could uh, he could become really famous in, in like in a certain area and stuff like probably some of them probably already are but um, yeah like but Cyclone like, famous yeah exactly and that's like that's one kind of successful you know you can call that success or you could call becoming a, a session musician who no one really knows you if you're not in the industry but yeah. you've played on every single uh, like top hits track kind of yeah. thing like there's a different kind of success Science, there's, science there's at EMI and recording and the, yeah. the, the um, influence success and that if you've got lots of influence um but you're kind of hidden in the background and that's that's kind of I think that's a that's sort of a reflection of our society as well though it's like oh we're going there um yeah we'll <laughs> go there uh, Rob is more of Rob is uh technically an amazing musician but he doesn't have that social media presence and that um 
that character like on online yeah. to necessarily want to become a famous yeah. a ce- a famous figure actually, famous celebrity if yeah, you get what I mean yeah it's quite funny like it, like talking about <laughs> Rolf because I remember I think in in the first year of his his uh, his uni or like music college um, he we, we met each other like in the first term or something and he was like oh I'm blowing up my Instagram you know I'm about to I, I'm gonna get shit going social media is the way to go and stuff probably because he um, saw that other people were doing it and thought that this is actually the right way to get people to recognise you um, but he completely stopped doing that why because it doesn't really it doesn't, doesn't really matter to it's him, not him yeah. like it doesn't like it's not who he is what he can do is that if you know the guy he will talk to you about music in a way that no one else will and he will be remembered by you and you will recommend him to other people. He's been recommended mm. so many times to other people, by other people, to other people, um, just because of the way that he does music, the way that he can play the bass and the way that he speaks. You know, So he doesn't need to have a social media presence and stuff. But some people require the social media presence to get out to there. To build a buzz. You know, to build, exactly, to build some hype, to build a fan base. of Vakaru Island in the Maldives is made up of fish feces. Feces? Fish feces. 85%. 85%. Wow. That's really going to resonate with our listeners, Mike. (laughs) We've pulled it out the bag once more. Pull the fish out of the bag. And that's why I haven't asked you to come on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You're not going to say you're welcome. I think after that insult, it's, uh, I'd rather just leave. Okay, I'd rather out. just leave. Get out. Right. Maybe there's a possibility that there's something. Or that yeah. we're in simulation. It could be anything. That's my belief. I'll believe anything. I think that. You, you think simulation? Yeah, I'm a big believer. I mean, I'm, I'm a computer scientist, so I think about technology, about everything. That's and, what I think, yeah. I, I, I think that the simulation is... Like, I know it sounds stupid, and I know it sounds like ridiculous, and, and, um, and it could be a simulation that we kind of created for ourselves ages ago and reset the simulation of the simulation. Yeah, like, in Rick, like in Rick and Morty. Yeah, a simulation within a simulation. <laughs> a universe within a universe within a universe. Like Where he's like, yeah. they go into the cell and he's like, he's made a little world the for the battery, battery to yeah, make the, the battery, energy yeah. for the battery. And then the car battery dies because the guys in that universe created a, a universe to create uh, energy instead of using the source of energy that powered the car battery. So they have to go to that universe. Yeah. yeah. It's completely... It, it, it's but we could... That's, although you laugh... It could be like that. Well, okay, so so I was actually talking to my friend about this um, a couple of days ago, yesterday actually, um, and she she under she she I had to explain to her quite a lot, but she does kind of see that there's a chance for it now because of how I explained it. Basically, I, I like to think of it as there's a, there's a simulation online called the sheep wolfing uh, field simulation or something like that. Um, if you Google that, it'll come up probably. Um, no rabbit, rabbit. Sorry, rabbit wolf. 
Um, anyway, in the simulation, you have rabbits that eat grass. The grass regrows at a certain rate, and then you have wolves that eat the rabbit. And when they eat, they like reproduce essentially. I know that's not uh, correct, in but like that that's the way the simulation works. So when you eat, you you you, you reproduce, and then you get eaten. Um, this simulation, I know it sounds weird, but it goes to simulation theory, I promise. Um, you can run this simulation and click play, and at the end, when you speed up time, there will become a point where there's only one thing left. There's only uh, wolves left, and then all the wolves die because there aren't any rabbits to eat, and then all the rabbits, uh, and then everything dies. So essentially, it will all end and everyone dying, um, which is quite deep, because uh, <laughs> we're all gonna die. But that simulation is a smaller idea of what our simulation could be like. And you, the thing with that game, essentially, that simulation, is that you can change the variables to change the rates of which things like grow and develop. So you can change the rate of grass to grow at a uh, to develop at a certain rate. Um, and then the rabbit, then there's more grass for the rabbits to eat, so the rabbits will eat more and reproduce faster, and then there'll be more rabbits and stuff. And then you can uh, increase the the starting amount of wolves, so then the wolves just kind of take over and kill all the rabbits and then die. So there's this whole the, you can change all the variables and create mm. lots of different things, um, uh, lots of different situations. And I think that if we are a simulation, we are one of thousands of simulations or one one of many simulations uh, that the variables have just been tinkered with like for how the universe uh, works, like the physics and stuff, um, just to see what happens. You know, we're just, I think I think we have no real purpose and I think that we're just an interesting experiment by whoever's doing it, the gods. Hitler. The scientists, Hitler, yeah. I think it's Hitler. Yeah. Who was it talking about Hitler? Oh yeah, my friends built an Auschwitz in Minecraft and I thought that was really funny. That's not sure. I, I got really pissed off. I was like, why are you building Auschwitz in my room? I was like, it's just blocks, man. It's just blocks that represent something. Like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I was like, yes, it does. You called it Auschwitz. <laughs> it means something, bro. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. It's poor Hitler. You know, something that a comedian once said. Um, oh, look at Ben putting out the, the, the comedy stuff. Come on. Yeah, what I, what I, have you I, got? I watched quite a comedy. A comedian, I forgot who it was actually. Uh, oh, it was um, Lee Mack, I think. Um, he said, the best thing about... Um, everyone, ha- everyone says all this shit about Hitler and stuff, but he did do one great thing. He killed Hitler. Let's yeah. talk about comedy. Now, um, actually, I have an opening premise for this, and I asked Shane for the same question, uh, so you might have already heard it. But for you, is it weird... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen me do comedy or anything, but is it weird for you to see that I now do stand-up comedy? Yeah. And I do it regularly. I have watched your your the first one you did. Yeah, I only uh, have um I only have one video on YouTube. Um, you know I've spoke to Ben as well while I'm starting this podcast things like that because I do do a lot of comedy gigs now, and it's one of those things where I wonder what the perception of people of hot crawl of me doing comedy is like if if they could ever see. Right, I'll tell you because I tell people that you do comedy and they go what he does comedy and then like for, for example Rob if we're gonna go back to him like <laughs> I I showed him your. Uh, he, he, when I said that you do comedy, like, nah. That's man. one of my weakest he's, sets, by the way. He's not on a funny YouTube. one. Uh, he was like, he's not a funny one. That's not, it's not going to go down. Like, it's not your song like that. Like, that's just going to be bad. And we showed it to him. And he was like, you know what? Fair enough. You know, like, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't terrible. You know, mm. it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad. 
Yeah. yeah like, so it was. It, it's weird to see that you actually. But you no, know, that not was really nearly a year ago. I've developed as a as a comic a lot. So oh, have you? oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it, you have to. Like you find some stuff that you enjoy doing, and be, to be honest, with your personality, being a comic is probably one of the best things you could do because you're a kind of I don't give a shit about anyone person, and comics need to not give a shit about anyone because they need to. I mean, just look at um, Alan Carr and uh, the stuff that he does. You know? Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Alan Carr's the gay one. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, that. Thanks, that Ben. Sorry. <laughs> I can go Jimmy there if you Carr. want. <laughs> Jimmy Carr. I mean Jimmy Carr. Uh, and the way they just roasts people, you know, because mm. they give a shit. Like, I was watching... Yesterday, I actually watched um, one of his shows, and he literally just calls a woman a slag straight out. He's like... Um, Oh yeah, it's it's very funny actually. I recommend to go find it. He asks the girl what her name is, and she just puts her hand up, and goes, "Move on, move on. I don't want this. Move on." And then he goes, "Excuse me, this isn't a fucking cue. You don't just move on, all right? I'm, what's your fucking name?" She doesn't say her name, so she he makes one up. He's like, "You're Vicky. Um, is that your is that your husband next to you or your boyfriend?" And then the, neither of them respond, and they go red, and then. Uh, the, their friend goes they're fuck buddies <laughs> and then he, the second she said that everyone laughed and dude he just goes for it he just starts saying so you're a bit of a slag aren't you like respect to the guy for like um, being able to like kick you down and make you feel like you have to have a fuck buddy like you can't fuck anyone else but he can and that's great it's not yeah. that. like, he just absolutely politically incorrect slaughters these people but it's funny people laugh you know? mm, my favourite Jimmy Carr one liner is if you want my comeback, you'll have to scrape it off your mum's teeth. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> when he said that, and oh, no, I, I love comedy. Yeah. It's one of those things. As I say, I, I, I'm just interested to see how many people, as you say, like, so Rob, like, James always said that he thought that I could do sound of comedy, which is quite interesting. Whereas I thought that a lot of people at Hot Crew would always think, oh, Tib, sound of comedy. Nah, never. He's not funny. Whereas it's now interesting, like, you know, I've done. A lot of gigs. I get paid for gigs now, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where. But being a stand-up is a different kind of funny. Mm. You know, it's not. It's not about being, like. So there is some wit in it, and there is some kind of like, especially with things like Jimmy Carr, and when you got hecklers and, and quick responses and stuff like that, you have to be quick-witted. But a lot of stand-up is more about creating something. Like it's more creativity and writing. It's more something like creative writing. Yeah, exactly. That's something that's funny. Um, but t- you, you don't have to think about it on the spot you've got time to process it and stuff so be, you don't have to be funny to do stand up you've just got to be smart thanks Ben yeah you're not funny <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not funny all the time you know you're not like the funniest guy I've ever met you, no, know? I'm not, you don't I, make I don't... me laugh every time we, we hang out and stuff and that's like no disrespect but like you're like you're not that funny like, yeah it, it, and neither am I to be fair I'm not a very funny no, person but I like, always say there's a difference between uh, but it's funny because you can be funny with different people and funny less funny with other people because you set you, your sense of humor gravitates towards other people yeah and i find that that's you know playing on the audience things like that, knowing your audience yeah but also i think that there's a difference between uh, humor and comedy and there's a difference between pub funny and there's a difference between stand-up comedy yeah they're, they're all very different things completely yeah um, pub funny is just weird pub funny is someone says someone roasts you or something like someone insults you everyone laughs and then you say something witty back really quickly and everyone goes oh well that's quite good like well, fair enough you know like that that's uh, stand up you can like the thing is your stand up was quite good the one that I watched was quite good because it, you you created something that um, most like comics think, think is 
is easy and rudimentary, but like you create a story that builds with lots of little jokes inside. It's the same as music. So, mm. uh, this is very broad, but in the same kind of way that you, you're building tension and then every so often you release it. Like with music, it's all about tension and release. You're, what you're doing is you're building tension in your comic, in your comedy throughout story, you know, because you're waiting for the big build-up to the end of that story. But within the story, there's funny bits inside. Mm. And that was the story you had with the, uh, was it the Green Cock, whatever it was. Yeah, um, I'll show you later. Yeah, uh, cheers, mate. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like that was your that was a good structure to a good comedy sketch. Like you could see people seeing that and going, "This guy's clearly done stand up comedy for a long time," because it was well structured and well built. So if you can do that constantly and, and make things funny in a in a story like mm. manner, like you know Michael McIntyre, you know he, he's him and Eddie Izzard for me are like my favorite comics of all time. Eddie um, Izzard, that's interesting. That you yeah. say that Eddie Izzard's one of your favorite. I really like Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Eddie yeah. Izzard. Yeah. Eddie Izzard. Mm. Well, mm. I'm conflicted with Eddie Izzard because oh, yeah. I like. I like. I've seen him live, and I like him. They, they. I like them. I like. I like, I like that person. I like them. <laughs> I like them as a comic. Um, however, I think that recently. Um, he's done a lot of awful comedy. It hasn't been great recently, but if you watch some of Eddie Izzard's early stuff... That's what I'm talking about. In yeah. boy mode. Yeah. I think he refers to it in boy mode and girl mode. In boy mode is quite good, and, and some of the later stuff in girl mode is, is decent as well. I actually saw him uh, two years ago in girl mode uh, in London. It was really good. Um, but I think that it's one of those things where um, I think... I'm not saying he's one of the most intelligent people in stand-up comedy and he can write about whatever he wants he's got uh, a really good sketch about um the french and uh, yeah. one about uh, latin they're probably my my two favorite ones but i think that there's there comes a point in someone's uh comedy career where they've sort of done everything they can accom- accomplish in stand-up comedy and i think that what he's been trying to do recently i don't know if anyone knows about this he's done comedy in french and german um, okay. it's not for my liking fair enough I think that because you have to really understand the language uh, that you're speaking yeah. to really make jokes and I know that he's been speaking French for 20 years but it's still not you don't he doesn't understand the intricacies of the language yeah. and the way you can play with it and I don't think that it's necessarily uh, the greatest thing okay. but uh, it's still an as a concept it's interesting don't get me wrong um, and I think that if you do you know Eddie Izzard ran 40 marathons in 40 days? I did not know that. That's mad. He's a, cra- he's a crazy guy. And he's also, I uh, don't know if he, he was running for MP as well, uh, for a local area. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, yeah. As well. So he does he does a lot of things. And I admire that, that he's one of those people, he's one of those comedians that's then branched off and gone off and done other things as well. Yeah, well, there comes a point in, in, in anyone's professional career where you're just milking it. When it comes to creativity, where you're just milking it. And I think, like, I watched... I love Eddie Izzard's old stuff, and that's why I think he's one of my favourite comics, because it's the same as Pink Floyd. Like, I'm never going to get new releases of things, but I can still wait two years and then listen to... Uh, or or, or um, listen to one of his sketches and go, that's fucking hilarious. Even though I know all the words to it, it's still fucking funny. Um, but they come, like, I watched one of his ones maybe last year or something, and 
just the way that he he does his sketches and then quotes his old sketches like his big ones you know like mm. Death Star Canteen and stuff like that mm. um, and he goes back to them and everyone obviously laughs because it's an easy laugh but it's an easy laugh like yeah. he's not putting any effort into it because he knows that he can get someone to laugh just by going um, I have the penny I love you or whatever like he said um, <laughs> Uh, like, do, do you need a tray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The food is hot. You need it. Oh, it's so fucking funny. He doesn't have to, you know. He's got all the money in the world. It's like he doesn't. He's he's big time comic. You know? I think it's one of those things though. It's not. I think that also, once you get a certain level of big in stand-up comedy, there comes a point in time where you fall out of love with it as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm one of these firm believers that I believe that. Because I I love stand-up comedy. And whenever I'm in London, I go to, to watch stand-up comedy twice to three times a week. I go often, and I go often. But the thing is, is that you can overload on that. And I uh, it's probably the same music or whatever. And even just watching it, I feel burnt out sometimes. I've watched so much comedy. And you can see the jokes coming and things like that. Now, imagine performing that every day for two hours, the same set. Like... So that set that you're referring to on my YouTube channel is probably, like, what, a year and a half old now. And... You know, I used it about ten times at various different gigs, and then, but, and then I've used other things, and I've got other material as well, and I barely touched that stuff because yeah. after me saying it five times, I hated it because I wrote it specifically for university, yeah. and um, you know, I think that it's very common for you to fall out of love with something, and you, you take someone like a Russell Brand, who was very made his name in stand-up comedy, also went to our school, um, <laughs> got got expelled, uh, but then he then went on to. You know, he's now doing that YouTube channel that's hugely successful, the political yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. the revolution thing, and the psychedelic, uh, um, you know, psych- psychology thing. Yeah. People watch that. And I think there's a lot of similarities with, with the way that you're talking about comedy and the way that I talk about music, in the sense that, like, um, because obviously comedy is your field and music's more my area of expertise, like, you you burn out when you overdo something like when I when I record a song or something like that but I keep getting it wrong like and I want to make it perfect and stuff so I'm constantly doing it uh, after a week of just spending ages doing the same things over and over again listening back to it and going oh, I don't like it mm. you know like I'm done like I'll just delete the whole thing never mind you know I spent a whole week trying to get this right the second I get it right I'm like actually it's a bit wank isn't it um, it's the same with comedy I guess like when you milk something when you do it over and over again and you see it coming and you're trying to keep enthusiastic because you're on stage and stuff but at the same time you know that they probably they're probably predicting the jokes coming that's what I do like you're your own harshest critic and then even when you're in the audience you're watching established acts I can see the joke coming a mile away yeah because it's the same as music when you're trained you can see it coming and it's Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know it's one of those things where that's Once right. you watch so much is, comedy, it gets so annoying. It works sometimes, because obviously comedy is all about timing. Um, <laughs> See what Ben did there? <laughs> yeah. um, He's going to get up on stage next week. He's going to perform for yeah, us. Yeah, I'll be stand-up comedy. Um, no, never. Please, don't even try. It's uh, not happening. Um, but I can hook you up with a gig if you want. No, <laughs> please, no. I'm not interested. I can't. Open I, mic? One in Beeston, I, I can get open, I think I could do an open mic. I'll, I'll go to an open mic with you in Beeston. I can get you on stage in two weeks. Beeston in two weeks? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do an open mic with you. Or I'll do an open mic with <laughs> I'm you. I'm not performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, but, uh, I'll, I'll perform with no script. I'll just go in there and I'll just stand up and I'll just speak and I'll see what happens. I'll hold you to this. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes on stage. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. I, I'm not scared to embarrass myself. What I'm scared is that I'm going to get off the stage and go, 
Oh, someone recorded that, didn't they? It's gonna go online. Oh, don't worry, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there with my camcorder. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, this is gonna be called a video podcast. Um, but but what's yeah. it like with with music though? Because I feel it must be very similar. Like when I make these podcasts, I have I have I really enjoy making them. They're a fucking pain in the ass to edit, and I fucking hate editing them. Listening back to them four or five times, and then once they're out, I don't listen to them ever again because I've already fucking heard it four times. You know, the yeah. same two hour bloody content but I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like um, is it the same for you like when you listen when you make your own music and then once you know they're like your it's like your baby and yeah. then you, you really want to make sure it, you can do the best you can yeah. and then when it's out in the world it's everyone else's and it's no longer yours yeah, so right. I don't I, like it might be different for me so you can listen back to your own music but no it's the same it's, 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 it's like, similar but it belongs to the world you know? I've got maybe 50 or 60 tracks on my computer that I just haven't uploaded. Yeah. You know, like songs that are pretty it's much finished. Same with comedy. That I don't yeah. upload. Because I, I, I'm not a big fan. Like, the, the music I make is for me and the stuff that I put on online, like, you can go listen to, but it's not, like, it's nothing amazing. It's nothing that's, like, revolutionary. But I do it for me. Like, it's satisfying for me. But some sometimes, like, like... My girlfriend always wants to listen to my guitar, so SoundCloud, I just say it's, it's quite an easy way to go, or for my dad. I, I don't, I have maybe like three or four tracks on there that are like finished, and none of them have vocals. Like, I don't do vocals, I can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all guitar based, and like songs just built around lots of different functions of the guitar, so like creating a drum just by slapping the guitar and stuff like that. And it, it, it's, it's fun, but like I don't I upload it and then forget about it, you know? If I. I listen to it a thousand times, the songs I listen to it a thousand times, and then I go, it's not it's not good enough. But instead of deleting it, I just kind of just leave it. And, uh, and then I go back to it a, but it's a that more later, about and I try it, and I go, nah, it's still not good. Is, is that more about you, though, being a perfectionist with like with, with your creativeness, that everything, yeah. you, everything you have to put out has to be perfect? Yeah, it is. Like, and it, even the stuff that I... I think I've got two or three on, on, on SoundCloud right now. Um, even the stuff that I have on there, I listen to. I'm like, that's so bad. Like, I I think all the music I make is bad. Like genuinely, I can't, I can't listen to it and go, oh, this is good. This is why I don't really sh- upload it because I, I think it's quite wank and and I, um, I do it for me like to practice producing it and because I like having some sort of um, creativity. But like, it, it's all, it's not. For me, it's good. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. For me, it's good music, but for... for Objectively. When I, when I listen yeah. to it and I go, would someone like to listen to that? I say no. Probably. Like, I want to listen to my music and I want to be like, yes, I, I can't believe I, I thought about this and I came up with it. It's mine, you know? But it's not for anyone else, you know? Like, people... I don't think people enjoy listening to my music, to be honest. I think uh, the people that I've shown, they've gone, wow, mate, that's really good. And then they just move on. Like, it's not... Mm. It's nothing special. Going back to the comedy, like, with it you get attention like you get this kind of feeling like music when you're listening to comedy the problem with listening to it all the time and getting exhausted by it is that it's the same as listening to the same song over and over again you know you know what's coming so you don't get excited by it anymore that's why when you listen to a song you really when you find a song you really like and you listen to it for a week straight and nothing else you will never listen to it again or you'll stop listening to it for like years because you mm. just, you, you you can listen to it in your brain without having to, it to be on the on the, oh, I know, I know too well. On the on the actual sound, like or even just or even just the fucking ten second intro of oh, the song, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, a guitar, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, of course. Um, but it's the same with comedy. Like if you pre- if you if you've listened to too much of it, you predict everything and it stops being um, 
stops being art for you really yeah. it stops being creative it starts becoming logical it starts becoming oh this is going to happen oh yeah it happened all right cool. yeah but sometimes like i was going to say about the timing thing sometimes predicting a joke makes it funny so you watch um eight out of ten cats does countdown um i've seen bits of it i'm not a big fan of that show but i've seen bits of it fair but there's um there's some moments where i think sean you know sean lock the old guy yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he um, he's very good at kind of saying something that everyone can kind of predict what the joke's going to be, and then timing it perfectly so that he says the climax of the joke when everyone's kind of going, oh, maybe he's not going to say, it. oh shit, he said it, ha, ah, that's funny, mm. you know. Like so, sometimes predicting the joke can work if you're a good comedian and you can time it right. But that's all based on on you and timing and stuff and understanding your audience. So like, mm. it, it, you can like yeah. So you can get exhausted by it, but at the same time, it can work to the comedian's favor if you can, if you're a good comedian. Um, it's just fine. Like I'm sure when you go to London, there's a lot of shit comedy. There must be a lot of crap, right? I don't go. I don't go to. I don't go to the shit comedy. Oh really? Yeah, it's one of those things where I like either new up and coming acts or established, well-known com- comedians. I don't like, and this is bad, and I'm probably falling in this category, but I don't like comedians trying to make it, or comedians that haven't burst onto the scene. Because it's so, it's very, very predictable. Yeah. And because maybe I'm in the same league category as them sometimes, when I'm seeing someone yeah, they, who's they're in, your competition. Yeah, they're and I just think, oh, fuck this, yeah. man. Like, you're so, yeah. your comedy's so basic. Everyone always criticises the up-and-coming. They go, oh, they're probably just a bit shit, though, aren't they? Because there are so many of them. There's such a bigger... Mm. Um, there's such a uh, bigger... Quant- like, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? But I like uh, seeing the journey of someone. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So I like seeing... I've, so I've seen a, a comedian... But then that's finding something from, unique, you know? Mm. Because that's what... Yeah, so, like... The, the, the up-and-coming, let's call them the up-and-comers, right, is a massive group of people. You know, most of them are all similar. But there's, like, one standout, you know, and that one standout becomes the person that everyone wants to follow because he's the one person that's actually interesting out of all the up-and-comers. And then that guy becomes big, you know, and then there's the next up, and then over a period of time, the next up-and-comer, uh, the next guy who, who stands out a bit more goes big. But they're all, there's like such a big population of them that you just don't really care and you just find them annoying because they all do the same thing. So mm. same with music. Um, but then following someone's career, you know, like that, that's, you, if you want to follow it from the start, you've got to follow it from when they've got no one. Yeah. You know, from when they're literally doing the classic stand-up gigs of going like, not, not, who's there? Yeah, I don't, I don't have it. Not, not Shows how often Ben classic stand-up gigs. Yeah, they, they, they do not know they do not know jokes, don't they? No. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I heard a joke the other day, and it was um, it was like, what's in between a, a girl and lentils? Yeah. I was like, I've never had lentils piss on my face or something. <laughs> it was just so, so shit. So this, so this, I have to, I have to try and dig it yeah, out. Yeah, I've got a joke for you. What's the difference between a screwdriver and a girl? I've never had a a, a girl screw um, me. I've never had a I've never had a screwdriver shit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I've never had anyone shit on my face. So. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be angry now. Who shot her face, Ben? Who who? What's what's a? Mm, actually, no. I, I know what the answer is, and I don't want to segue into that. Go on, do it. I was gonna ask Ben. Um, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you sexually? 
Um, Because I because actually this this can go one or two ways. I've sort of led Ben down a down a yellow brick road here to talk about something that I don't think he wants to talk about. So let's just no, I don't mind. Let's no, just move I, I was away gonna, from that. I was gonna fucking I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say that after that thing happened uh, with that uh, that girl um, where like I I talked to her all summer and then it, no, oh yeah, yeah yeah that was my most embarrassing like sexual moment like and I, I'll always think of that as like the most like the worst I've ever done with a girl. So since then, I've always been like on. Do you think that hurt your confidence? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, str- I I struggled to like kiss people after that. Like like not in a like bad way. Like I wasn't. It wasn't like oh my god, my whole life was going to pieces. No, it wasn't bad. But it did kind of hit me like as a as like a. I'm not gonna be very good with girls. That's just the way I'm gonna be, I guess. But then like shit happened and it got better. You know, like I found people who. I, I was a bit more comfortable with and stuff. I think it was just because I wasn't very comfortable. It was the first time. Um, but my most embarrassing sexual experience, my worst, what was he saying? My most... Most embarrassing. The weirdest one. Weirdest, yeah, 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 the weirdest one. Well, when it comes down to actual sexual things, like, I don't think I've ever had a very weird one. I had a problem... Uh, like, I'm sure every guy's had the problem of getting it up. But, like, that's just normal, isn't it? Like, that wasn't very weird. Yeah, I just couldn't at the time, and then she, maybe it's the person you're in bed with. Maybe, but she's my girlfriend right now. I hope people don't listen to this podcast. I hope you're really not famous because I don't want people to listen to, um, <laughs> to I get, me chatting all about all my sexual experiences. I get about 150 listens per episode. Do you actually? Yeah. Legit. Yeah. That's mad. Fair enough. So. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that a um, decent amount of audience to hear about? Maybe maybe we take that and cut that bit out. <laughs> I don't know. My weirdest sexual experience, in all honesty, was a sexual experience I had with a man, and it was really weird, and um, like caused caused a lot of problems in friendships and in yeah. stuff. But like now, looking back at it, it was just me being very young and very silly, and and not really knowing what's going on to be honest. Mm. And, and for the for the record, I didn't even spread this rumor, and I was I was blamed for it. You, everyone spread it rumor. It wasn't just you, but everyone did. You probably did tell someone. Like everyone told people. It was like it, it went around the school, man. It was how, very how unnecessary. Did, how did that come about, though? How did that situation come about? Uh, just my mate came around my house. We were just hanging out, playing games and stuff, playing video games, and then it just kind of happened. But you don't, you don't really see it. Like I never thought I was even like. But I was really confused. I didn't think I was at all like on on that side of, of you know, sexuality. I always thought I was dead straight, nothing like that. Um, but then I started something to be embarrassed. Yeah, about I'm not embarrassed about it at all. Like it was something that I, I questioned afterwards, and and this is what happened. Like I told my I told some friends like uh, who I trusted or thought I trusted mm. um, about it, and I was like, I need your help because I'm really confused. Like I don't know really what that means, you know. And I thought maybe this is the start of me finding out a bit more about myself and obviously we're getting we were getting to that stage where sex was becoming a thing and, and relationships were like a bit longer and stuff like that and everyone was being a bit more it, it, it was a time when people stopped like holding hands and making that big deal people started having sex you know like year 10 year 11 year, t- yeah, year 9 to 11, to, to 11 was kind of that phase 
Um, I wouldn't know. But yeah, <laughs> but like at that, like I was really, really confused, and like I, I thought that maybe, maybe I was bisexual or something like that, and I thought, oh, this is weird. Like I'm maybe, yeah. But then I realized I'm, I'm like it's. I think, I think it was probably. I think it was a girl that made me realize that I'm definitely not because like I, I just. Yeah. I, I look, uh, the way you look at a girl and you go wow she's hot and the way you look at a guy and go he's hot it's different you know like, I don't I I feel like if you're genuinely in the middle you look at a, a attractive woman and attractive man and go whoa they're both fucking like I would do them both you know but I don't I never had that you know I never had the kind of like oh that guy oh wow he's really I never had that so that's when I knew I was like oh maybe maybe it was just like a, a weird phase of my life that um I'm never gonna forget about, but I'll learn from, you know? Like, it was, it was definitely an experience, and it definitely caused a lot of problems in, in lots of people's lives, not just mine. Um, yeah, well, it cost a friendship for me as well. So. Yeah, it cost me a friendship, it cost me several friendships, you know? Like, yeah. when, when all this stuff came out that I might be gay, people were clearly homophobic and just stopped being friends with me. It was weird, it was weird. Yeah. Um, which is like, whatever, like, fine, you do you. Um, but it yeah, it was quite interesting. I think if there's one, if there's one overall thing that I've learned from school, that would be to be careful who you put your trust in. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the situation with me in year ten, I only told two people, and I had to tell one of them because they were in the room with me, mm. and I told one girl. Mm. And next thing you know, everyone knows it was me. Well, I think she she already knew. I was talking to her about whether I should or not. Should what? Tell her. Tell. Oh right, yeah, yeah. She already, she already knew. We were yeah. all this out, but she, yeah, she already knew. Yeah, I because I was telling her. Yeah. I was basically telling her, I'm gonna do this. Mm. I was asking her for advice because like we were quite close. Yeah. She goes go for it, but then I don't think that she realised that the domino impact. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 the one biggest takeaway I'd say. Looking yeah. back at school, be. Be extremely careful about who you put your trust in because if you think that someone is your friend, it can be that you tell them something and then next thing you know, a week later, everyone in school knows. But I think that's the yeah. same with, that's the same with not, it's not just our school, I think it's the same with any, any school. Of course, um, no, it is, definitely. And, and it was, it's interesting because with this specific situation, um, the people I told, I thought were my best friends and I could be friends with forever and stuff. And, uh, one of them basically convinced me to tell someone that I didn't really like um, and another one convinced the other person who was involved in the situation um, to tell everyone about it to, to just take it out of the shower and stuff and then by doing that revealed that I told her and then everyone got angry well that person the person who was involved got angry with me which was fair enough um, I got angry with the girl who told him and it was just a whole like you, you realise that like the if you don't trust someone with with like you don't trust someone a hundred percent there's no point opening up which is why I'm probably like my friends think that I'm quite a like I don't tell everyone I'm the same you know? I'm the same, like, yeah. I keep I keep quite a lot to myself because it's not really anyone's place anymore because I've made it, I've made it people's places once in my life and it led to well a couple of times in my life and it always led to people 
mm. just everyone knowing. Heart so, on the sleeve doesn't yeah, work for me. It doesn't work, you know. Like I, I, I'm quite an emotional person. I don't lie about being sad or being angry or whatever. Like, but I don't talk to people about certain things, like personal things or just generally think like anything unless I really really trust you you know and maybe there's three or four people that aren't my family that I can speak to that that I trust at that level but how how are you um because I'm not very inclined to tell my family anything oh I tell my parents everything I tell my Either. parents yeah because you know some people are everything yeah um maybe um Hopefully they won't ever listen to this, but maybe um, I haven't told them two things, um, which I'm not going to say now. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's two things that I've... Maybe three things that I haven't told them. One of them I'd happily be willing to tell them. Like, there's no... Uh, I have no shame about it. But two things I just... Uh, there's no point talking about it to them because, like, they'd never understand. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I told my mum that I've... Dabbled in in drugs and I, I she knows that like I smoke like she knows that I smoke in front of her, uh, she knows that I smoke and I smoke in front of her, um, and she obviously is very critical. It's like this is horrible, Ben. You can't do this, and she obviously um, cares, so she tries to stop me. But like she also understands that I'm an adult, you know, and I can make my own decisions. And and like if if I'm choosing to smoke, then she needs to either accept it and be happy, okay, because I'm there with her anyway, or not accept it and something bad will happen pretty much like yeah. you, you never know but you're like, never going to lose her as a mum no of course not but like if she said to me like obviously it's the same with my girlfriend my girlfriend hates that I I mean I've quit pretty much now but she she hated when I was smoking well, like, she hated as much and um, she gave me the ultimatum yeah and it got me quite upset um, I think it's the one argument we had. It wasn't really an argument. It was more just. A, Is that though when you guys had your little break? No, 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 no. That's a that's a that was just that's a different 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 thing. Um, but no, she yeah she she said to me. Um, she came up to visit. And she said, uh, if I gave you if I said to you cigarettes or or me, what would you pick? And I, I and I was like, good question. Obviously, I'd pick. I can't you. smoke you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've only, I, I only like things I'm addicted to, like nicotine only, man. Sorry. Uh, no, I was like, obviously, like if I'm gonna choose either, it's the same with my mum. My mum gave me an ultimatum saying she'd like disown me and stuff. I would quit smoking straight away. I'd never touch a cigarette again. But it wouldn't make me a happy person. This is the argument we had. Like, I said to her, like, yeah, if you give me this ultimatum, you say cigarettes or you, yes, I'll pick you, obviously. But I you understand that I'll be sad and partly because of you, you know, and some of the reasons because you're forcing me to not do something that I want to do. So we came to like a, a level, like a um, agreement um, where it was just kind of like, I'll smoke less. And now I'm pretty much stopped completely. So it's all good now, but yeah. What's it, that like quite, cigarette addiction? I don't know. I I like, or would you not use the term addict? I I would I would say I was addicted, but I was. Uh, I think I was more addicted to the. Uh, no, I was. Um, yeah, I was definitely addicted. Um, I guess it's just you wake up in the morning and you feel like you need one. I don't know. I just during the day. So the worst was in first year. Um, after I 
me and my current girlfriend broke up for a bit. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it was a sarcastic yay. Um, yeah, and I was buying, I was smoking maybe a pack every like three days or something, which is, which by uni terms, like being able to afford that was ridiculous. I wouldn't enter crazy debt. Um, pack a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, she, I was, every time I left the building, I'd feel like, oh, Time for a cigarette. Talking about it right now makes me want to have a cigarette. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I love, I love cigarettes. I love smoking. I love it. Um, but you, you just at some point you've got to kind of just stop get your it. fucking life together as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, um, but it's just, it's just a feeling of like you, you, you just need one. You know, mm. it's the same as being hungry. I think I always think of it as the same as being hungry. You know, like you're hungry. But if you're really hungry, but there's no food around, and you know you can't get, like late at night or something when you just have to go to sleep, you'll just sleep instead of instead of going find something to eat. A yeah, lot but of the when time, you're not tired and you're hungry, uh, it's the same as like ah oh, fuck I oh, fuck that. When you're tired and you're hungry, you can just go to bed. Yeah. Whereas when you're uh, hungry and it's you're not tired, yeah, it's yeah. it then drives you insane, yeah. and that must be what the si- addiction yeah, is in, like. In my in my opinion, everyone feels differently about it, obviously. Uh, but in my opinion, um, when I was smoking quite a lot, it was kind of like it was the same as food, kind of in 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 the same respect as food. Like I had to have my five a day, you know. Like I had to have. I, I felt like when I woke up in the morning and I was going to labs or whatever, I'd have a cigarette on the way to the bus. And then when I got off the bus, I'd have a cigarette out of the bus on the way to the on the way to the labs. And then when I got into the labs, I'd do work for an hour and then go have a break and have a cigarette, you know? Because it, it's like having a snack. You know, for me it was that was my mindset that I'm just it's just a like just a quick cigarette, you know? Nothing wrong with that. Um, but it builds up and before you know it you look at your pack of cigarettes and you've got two left or something like that after two days and you're like what the fuck have I done mm. uh, when I went to Mallorca it was a completely different situation because cigarettes are so cheap I was buying the XL packs of Lucky Strikes which I think is 30 cigarettes or something like that 25 cigarettes in there and I was smoking that in a, in a day not even a day you know because there it's so much cheaper so you so have cheap. no control and the culture there is to be outside because it's hot and we went in summer and stuff so when you're outside you feel like you can just chain smoke and I was just chain smoking and, and it, it it got it, I mean like doing that every so often won't kill you it's just doing that all the time you know? did, what, did you feel an impact on your health or not at all? yeah big time that's kind of why I quit so now I'm playing baseball kind of to uh, I'm playing well to university level now like I'm on the team and everything so I've got to keep fit um, and I mean the first couple of baseball training straight after training would leave the building or the team and whip out a cigarette and I'm like yeah this is great like uh, fine but you, yeah it does affect like the amount the speed that you can run your stamina you know yeah because you're always quite joints. a fit person yeah and I still am like relatively fit like I'm quite fast still but stamina wise like, my lungs are like not as good as mine well yeah 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 Zara always says my girlfriend she always says uh, that when we're sleeping like if I fall asleep before she does she thinks that I'm like having a fit or something yeah so it's quite it's it's quite um, it is very you can feel it after a while you know one cigarette won't hurt you you know Mm. having a cigarette now and then even won't hurt you I don't even think I've ever had one cigarette once a week once a week even one cigarette a week you know it will do a bit of damage maybe you know if you do it for 10 years but one cigarette a week won't kill you 
you know it's when you start smoking to the extent where there are more there's more smoke in your lungs than there is oxygen during the day mm. that's when you know like that you probably need to cut down but people live like yeah years. that's what i was going to say have you seen uh you might know about this this might be uh one of the arguments you use to convince your mum that smoking is good that the oldest person in western culture to have ever lived was a french woman she lived Death until about smoker. 114 or something right and every day she had one cigarette one glass of wine and a bar of chocolate every day until she was 14 or a cube of chocolate i can't remember what it was and so that's like contrary to everything we've ever been told yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can't indulge in any of those um because they're basically going to shorten your life and she lived to being 114. yeah exactly like i think i think a cigarette i think if you don't do it if you if you never smoked before don't like there's no like there's no benefit to it to why did you start it. music why did I start? Um, because stress, someone, exam stress. I don't. I was someone gave you one. No, someone to be cool. Cause yeah. my, the girl I fancied at the time was smoking. Oh. Yeah. She she mm. she gave me my first cigarette and stuff, and she was smoking. And the day that I had my first cigarette was also the day that I kissed her for the first time, I think. Um, so like, I clearly put the correlation together, two and two, and I was like, so if I smoke. I can get with her, <laughs> and that was that was my mindset when I was younger. I was like, "This is great," you know. I'll just yeah. smoke a bit more. And to be then... fair, if it's who I think it is, and it meant that when I was your age, having a kiss with her, I think I would have smoked as well. Yeah, because I wanted to be cool, and because I was trying, I was trying something new, and it was niche, and no one really does it. But then, it, like, I think that was maybe in year ten, I think, uh, when I was fifteen. I was yeah, fifteen, and then from then on it was just kind of like whenever people had them around i'd take one i'd take two or something like that and then when i got to 18 and i started buying my own that's when i started realizing oh, well, that's i love like smoking you know because you can go out and get your own yeah people either go one, one or two ways that's what i think you go when you start uni and you're independent you either go one or two ways heavy heavy drinking or and drugs or, or heavy heavy drinking heavy heavy drinking and drugs yeah or heavy heavy drinking cigarettes i don't know and then very rarely do you combine all three yeah i think that not many people i know combine all three no but I, I know a lot of people do drugs and smoke oh yeah they just don't drink yeah but that's not combining all three you go out to a club you do you do drugs and you smoke you don't, yeah, wouldn't necessarily you drink do. you wouldn't necessarily have a drink because why would you you've already got the you've already got your high you're already high yeah true Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's just me though. Maybe I'm just naive. I don't know. I, I think I think people do mix. I think people do do the whole like the whole three. I think there's a there's a lot of sesh heads who who get fucked on vodka and then take a pill or something like that and then I sound like such an old person. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> take some sort of pill and I mean, yeah, and then go out and and smoke as well. Like that seems. I I've seen people who do that like. Um, maybe you just hang out with cooler people than I do maybe <laughs> I'm not really friends with these people I just know of them they're dickheads they were in my halls last year didn't really like them um, but yeah no the, the whole thing with with, with smoking and, and drugs in general is like I, I think if you do it a couple of times it's fine you know it's just if you do it too much and like it's not gonna yeah like, I'm if you do it to it not going to kill you if, yeah. you once or twice, you know? if, it, if you do it to an extent that it's detrimental to your life or to your work or to 
your relationships with people, you need to think about packing it in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and you've had it firsthand. It was detrimental to a relationship. You've uh, turned a new leaf, and next thing you know, you've got that person back in your life. So you know, no, I it wasn't like that. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm making it, it sound so much nicer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. I changed <laughs> myself, and it's all worked out great. No, no, no. She was. We were already together for a while. So like we came back together. Um, but it was, it was kind of like a oh, this could really affect our relationship. Um, but like I know it's just people looking out for me, you know. Like it's and it's fine. Um, however, we've been speaking about it so much. The second I get home, I'm gonna find a cigarette and have one. Boo! Don't do that. It's <laughs> bad for you. Bad uh, for you. Do yeah. cocaine instead. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> I've never done cocaine. No, that's a bad bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> I'm joking. I haven't. Um, but like I think wasn't it the person who got you into smoking also got you into cocaine I didn't do I've never done cocaine bro <laughs> I've never done cocaine I don't do drugs oh, this is going out I'm kind of also uh, let's talk about your heroin addiction uh, there was a <laughs> I'm joking look heroin is something that is just amazing <laughs> no yeah. um yeah. drugs yeah so drugs are bad drugs are bad but they're also good and you should just uh you should do what you do and, and not overdo, I guess. Yeah. That, that's and also, yeah. don't, don't um, word of advice, I would also recommend not selling them to people under the age of 14. Yeah. And uh, not uh, selling them on school grounds. That's just my opinion, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, And if you disagree with you that... Know, you could get arrested for that, or people could die. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not a very smart move, but, um, you know, each to their own. And I suppose uh, that's that's a wrap, pretty oh, much. Nice, good shit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thank you very so much. Uh, thank thank you, Ben Paul, for coming on. I yeah, hope right, you no hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> what the edit shows. <laughs> see what the edit shows. Yeah, leave that in. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, it's been good, and uh, we definitely spoke about some controversial things. Uh, and uh, I hope that I hope that the listeners out there really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed the content that we put out there. So thanks for coming, Ben. See you later. Yeah, anytime. Thanks.